Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of Under the Cull of MS. Today's comic book that we're going to talk about, there's a couple of them, kind of relate together to each other, just an older version of a character, and a newer version of a similar style character. First one we're going to talk about, we're going to go back to the early 1970s, with Shazam, the world's mightiest mortal. Number 33. Shazam, as some of you may know, is also Captain Marvel. Uh, he was given his given his powers by six uh, gods or figures. Basically, S stands for the wisdom of Solomon. H stands for the strength of Hercules, A for the stamina of Atlas, Z for the power of Zeus, which enhances all Marvel's other physical abilities and allows for interdimensional travel, A for the courage of Achilles, which would include invulnerability from ancient mythology, M for the speed of Mercury, and by extension, the power to fly. Yeah, Billy Batson basically was given those powers, and when he says the word Shazam, he turns into Captain Marvel. Uh, in this episode, well, this issue, <laughs> it's not a TV show, but uh, Shazam comes across... Mr. Adam and Mr. Adam is basically a, built himself into a car and he's challenging anybody to race him. And if they lose, his car will explode and basically radiate the whole area, destroy a ton of stuff. So Shazam goes to his powers that be and asks them to help him out by building him a car so he can race against Mr. Adam. And if you can imagine what happens, Shazam and Mr. Adam race, Shazam wins the race, and Mr. Adam just shoots off in his head off into space. Well, Shazam <laughs> sends his head off into space, and the car is left already explode and Shazam has to dispose of that also and save everybody. It's a fun little story. If you like the older comics, Shazam's in the in the newer series going on right now and in the movies. Uh it's a fun look back look at the past. Check it out. It's from DC Comics if you can get your hands on any. I have a couple of the older ones, but that's about it. The other comic that I will be talking about is I came across a while back. I was talking about on our other podcast. I may have mentioned it on this one, but uh, which are other con- podcasts. One of them that I do is called Crimson Cowl Comic Book Club, if you are interested in more comic-related podcast. I do it with a group of friends, and we usually do about a two-hour episode talking about current or past comics. 
But uh, I checked out Sharky Saboni Hunter a while back and really enjoyed it. And then I just came across uh, issue number one, two, and three of Sharky comics. So I figured I'd, is this guy the same guy? I didn't know. It was just like the earlier version of him before he becomes the space bounty hunter or not. But nope, this is a whole different character. It's fun because it starts out with a darky character fighting a super muscular uh, mask character. If you ever seen like the movie Jim Carrey's the the mask, that character. Uh, this also is in the same realm as other characters from like Savage Dragon and stuff. So there's a variety of characters that they cross over with in here, including uh, Blazing Glory, which is a older Captain America type character. And uh, so you sit there and re read the mask comic part of it, and all of a sudden it goes to some kids on a bus looking at the comic books. So the storyline that you just read was in the comic, one of the comics that the kids have. And the one kid's obsessed with Sharky and they're giving him a hard time and stuff. And later on, the town is attacked by some creatures and... The kid disappears, and next thing you know, Sharky appears. And I don't fully know all of Sharky's powers. I want to know, get some more of these comics and get learn some more about it, but he's very strong. <laughs> uh, he, I don't know if he has healing abilities or anything like that, but it's basically the same as Shazam, Captain Marvel. Uh, a kid can turn into... A, of comic book superhero to save the day and there's a variety of stories and I like I like how it bounces back and forth between the comic book uh stories that the kids are reading to the what's happening in a real life time current time actual time but uh I know one character comes across the kid's comics and he's like, well, these aren't even bonafide comics. It's not, they're not labeled correctly. It's not something you can find, research and find anything on. So he tried to, he decided he was, he was going to snake some of those comics. They got to be worth tons of money and stuff. But, but yeah, it's a fun series. I'm hoping to read some more about it, get a little deeper into it what the future has to offer with it so check those out if you're into that type of character background and by the way the sharky comics that i did read were i believe mid 90s and they're from image comics and i don't so yeah check them out they were fun, very enjoyable. 
I like when the comics have a little variety of features in them. Instead of just a basic storyline. Today, as far as MS related goes, I'm trying to get back into my old routine. What I like to do is, uh, I kind of like prefer to do the intermittent style fasting. Whereas, basically, I'll start out anywhere from 10 o'clock to midnight. I won't eat again until somewhere between 2 and 4 in the afternoon. And the only thing I'll have is water and coffee up until then. Like, let's look at like the health benefits of coffee. Some of them. It can. It's supposed to improve our energy levels and make us smarter. I don't really know about it. It doesn't really help with my energy levels. And as far as cog fog goes, I never noticed any extra stimulant from the caffeine or anything that helped amp up the brain i do try and if i run around on a saturday before our one of our other podcasts i'll sit there and if she, if my wife wants a cappuccino or a starbucks i'll stop i'll grab myself a triple shot cappuccino from there and drink that during the podcast to see if it'll help perk up my brain levels and stuff but i don't really notice anything uh Coffee blocks the inhibitory neurotransmitter adenosine, whatever the heck that means. But when this when that happens, the amount of other neurotransmitters like neuropinephrine and dopamine increases, leading to an enhanced firing of neurons. So. Who knows, it could help, including memory, mood, vigilance, energy levels, reaction times, general mental functions, so, and I, I enjoy it, so I drink it for that purpose, I don't drink, drink it for any special benefit, and I drink my coffee just basically black, I don't like any of the creams or sugars in it, uh, coffee can help you burn fat. It's caffeine's in most of your fat burning supplements. It's supposed to boost your metabolic rate, which I guess would be more met- metabolic rate or something. But, uh, it can drastically improve your physical performance, uh, increases epinephrine adrenaline levels in your blood. So, it breaks down body fat, making free fatty acid, acids available as fuel. Uh, it contains essential nutrients like riboflavin, which is vitamin B2, uh, pantothenic acid, which is vitamin B5, manganese and potassium. Magnesium and niacin, which is vitamin B3, uh, may lower your risk of type 2 diabetes. 
but if you put all the creams and sugars in there, I don't think it's going to lower anything with diabetes because that's just a lot of crap that's not good for your body. You pump it in there, so that's why I prefer mine black. Uh, may protect you from Alzheimer's disease and dementia. I can't really say I've seen results of that either. Seen family members and stuff that drink plenty of coffee. You still see them having issues. Uh, but studies show that coffee drinkers have a 65% lower risk of all, Alzheimer's disease. So who knows? It also may lower your risk of Parkinson's. It, it's caused by the death of dopamine generating neurons in your brain. As Alzheimer's, there's no known cure, which makes it much more important to focus on prevention. Studies show that coffee drinkers have a much lower risk of Parkinson's disease with a risk reduction ranging from 32 to 60%. But I know people, Parkinson's, that drink coffee regularly, so I don't know where. Where that really affects it or just certain things, people it works with or what it, coffee may protect your liver. It's, uh, it, many of these, you can get like cirrhosis of the liver and from scar tissue and stuff and it's, Coffee may protect against the cirrhosis part for people who drink four or more cups per day. They have an 80% lower risk. But yeah, I don't know where the good and bad benefits of how many cups of coffee you should have a day because I also know people that all they do is drink coffee and they don't drink any water. So I've heard coffee, every cup of coffee you drink, you got to drink two cups of water to replenish your body for what gets dehydrated out. So not really positive how that could affect, but these are health studies that say these things. So I'm just giving you the, their information. I'm giving you my opinion along with it. But fight depression and make you happier. Yeah, I can. Coffee does get you a little bit energized, makes you feel a little bit better throughout for your day to start your day. May lower the risk of certain types of cancers. Studies show that coffee drinkers have up to a 40% lower risk of liver cancer. Uh, And people who drank four to five cups of coffee per day. At a 15% lower risk of colorectal cancer. Um, coffee doesn't cause heart disease and may lower stroke risk. Uh, it may help you live longer. <laughs> Two very large studies drinking coffee was associated with 20% Reduced risk of death in men and a 26% decreased risk of death in women 
over 18 to 24 years old. The effect appears particularly strong in people with type 2 diabetes. In a 20-year study, individuals with diabetes who drank coffee at a 30% lower risk of death. How do you know that there's a lower risk of death? You don't know when people are going to die. There's not a set date. I don't know how they come up with these studies, results, and these percentages. It just amazes me. And a lot of them are just stupid sounding. It's like a person can die at 15 or 50 or 105. It's like, how do you know when they're going to die? Just, just because they're a certain age adult or whatever doesn't mean that they're equal to everybody else out there. So, And the coffee is the biggest source of antioxidants in the Western diet. So you show that many people get more antioxidants from coffee than from fruits and vegetables combined. But yeah, coffee is a highly popular beverage around the globe. That has a number of supposedly impressive health benefits to so try it out. If you enjoy it, I say drink it. If you don't enjoy it, I say find other ways to benefit your body. Such as fats. Let's see, you got your good fats, bad fats. And like some cause heart disease, some help you out. Some bad fats are butter, margarine, shortening, beef or pork fat. Trans fat should be avoided. And while saturated fats should be eaten very sparingly, saturated fats are Things such as fatty cuts of beef, pork, lamb, uh, dark chicken meat, and poultry skin. High-fat dairy foods such as whole milk, butter, cheese, sour cream, ice cream. Tropical oils such as coconut oil, palm oil, cocoa butter, and lard. Eating too much saturated fat can increase blood cholesterol levels and low-density low lipoprotein, LDL levels you know ldl is high very important things you got to keep an eye on because that can affect your blood uh like platelets your calcium build up and stuff in your arteries so you got to watch those Researchers now think saturated fat may not be as bad as once thought. <laughs> Everything constantly changes. It's such a joke. It's... Trans fats you must avoid are things like fried foods, french fries, donuts, deep fried fast foods, margarine, vegetable shortening, baked goods such as cookies, cakes, and pastries. Processed snack foods such as crackers, microwave popcorn. Basically, when you shop in a grocery store, if you shop the whole outer section, that's your safe section. Stay away from the aisles unless there's something you absolutely need. Stay away from all the boxed and canned stuff. Trans fats can raise your LDL cholesterol, which is your bad cholesterol. Foods with good fats such as monosaturated fats or nuts, like almonds, cashews, peanuts, pecans, vegetable oils, olive oil, peanut oil, peanut butter, and almond butter. Uh, 
avocados, polysaturated fats, they're high in omega-3s and stuff. They're good for you, the omega-3 fatty acids you can get from salmon, herring, sardines, trout. You can also find polyunsaturated fats in the following foods, like tofu, roasted soybeans or soy nut butter, walnuts, seeds such as sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, your vegetable oils like corn oil, safflower oil, sesame oil, sunflower oil, your soft margarine. But yeah, watch your fats, stay around. Get the ones that you can enjoy taste-wise and are best for you. It's I started my got back into my DDP yoga routine routine yesterday, and I stand by the yoga. It's great for all the body pains and all the body. It gets basically moves all the body parts. Nicely, and you can customize to make it work for you, depending on what pains you're dealing with that week or that day, and work around it. It's like I'm having tons of problems with the legs and the knees and the feet and the, the wrist. Uh, it's just a lot of the movements are hard to do, and I got to use things to help me out to do them, but. Longer you do it, the better you feel, the better your body goes, and the more movement your body will give you. Some good other exercises that are good for the body that you can do randomly whenever you want or whatever are core exercises like bridge where you lay on your back and just lift your buttocks off the ground, tighten that core, hold it. For 10 to 30 seconds, do it a variety of times. Crunches where you lay on your back and just bringing your head and shoulders forward with your knees bent. Um, basically, like you want to sit up without coming all the way up. Just cross your arms across your chest. and Those are good to start with, like 8 to 12 reps. Uh, planking is great for the core and for your arms and shoulders. And it's basically lay on your stomach and then do a push up and just hold it up there as long as you can. Uh, if you can do it for 10 to 30 seconds, do it. If it, you can only do it for two seconds, whatever. If you got to do it on your knees to start with, just you'll gradually build up those muscles that you need to do more and more. There's a toe tap where you uh, lay on your back, bend your leg, one leg at a 90 degree angle and just constantly bring the other foot from the floor to your t other foot and just tap it and put it down, tap it, put it down. Start with like a set of eight to 12 reps of that. See how it goes. Uh, this one they call the bird dog, but I've heard of many other things. But you basically get on your hands and knees, lift, say, your right leg behind you and put your left leg out in front of you. You can move them up and down. You can crunch them 
elbow to knee. You can just hold them straight out. Uh, any of those movements are great for it. Again, work on like eight to twelve reps or whatever you can do and whatever makes is good for your body. Don't overwork it. The mountain climber where you got your hands on the ground and your toes on the ground and just bringing your knees one at a time towards your chest. You're just basically running while you're in a face down position. And all these you can do start with however many reps make you comfortable and let your body build up and work towards it. There's also the warrior crunch where you stand with your legs wide, toes out, outward, and you're kind of sitting down a little, and then you just get your hands behind your head, and you're just moving your body side to side, tilting it side to side, getting that body worked up. And then you can advance any of those and modify them to the best of your results. Same with yoga, you can modify. And I like to do a little meditation at the end of it. Uh, Meditations, you can do sitting, standing, laying, walking, hiking, whatever you want. You can meditate in any form. Basic concept is clear your brain. I like to start out with three to five big deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. And then I pretty much breathe mostly through my nose the rest of the time. But I will sit there and just focus on pain areas, breathe in, imagining like there's good surrounding energy coming into me. And then when I breathe out, it's like a dark, bad pain coming out of my body. And I focus on those areas. Or if I'm fully full body pain, which is normal, I'll just work from my toes all the way up my body, just each breathing in and out segment. I focus toes, then foot, then heel, then calves, knees, thighs, buttocks, tailbone, groin, stomach back, spine, lungs, heart, uh, fingers, hands, wrist, forearms, elbows, biceps, shoulders, lower brain, upper brain, eyes, nose, face, it's any part of your body you can think of, I just breathe in and out, just work up from the toes up to my head or whatever. If I have a severe area that I'll focus on that area with multiple breathings. Or you can just sit and breathe with your eyes closed, imagining a nice little place that you wish was your own out in the middle of nowhere. Or if you're sitting in a field of flowers or, Sitting in a mountainside or by a river or a creek, imagine whatever. It's just very good for your body, very good for your mind. And I stand by it. I know I was awake for multiple days when I was told I was going to die in the Mayo Clinic. And all I did was focus on my pain areas and just meditate like crazy. And in between my 
delusional hallucinations from not getting any sleep and stuff. It's like, it's, anytime I'm in a hospital or in pain or anything, I always come back to meditation. Really help with those things. And then with intermittent fasting, it's, I've been, I think I'm going to save that for another discussion on another episode since I'm running out of time, but you enjoy your day and I am going to restructure my thing. I'm going to guarantee I'm going to get at least one podcast out a week, but I was going to do Tuesdays and Thursdays, but it's, I'm just doing it randomly. When they come out, they will come out. Not given no set times. I will do my best to get at least one out a week. You may have weeks where you might have five or more podcasts. Who knows? Take care. Have a great day.